Hey everybody, welcome to Burnt Offerings Podcast. I am Jared, that is Steve. I am Steve. How's it going? Um, so yeah, let's just kick things off. What you been up to, man? We're gonna we're trying something new here. This is like it hasn't been two weeks. No, it's actually been one week, but um, not much. I uh, actually watched Night School. Yes. Um, the other day, I fucking loved that movie. Came over and you're watching that. Yep. Yeah, I dig the killer, and some of the kills are pretty cool. Could have been a little heavier on the gore, but you know, win some, lose some. They all can't be winners, kid. No. You're right. But, uh, yeah, Night School's pretty fucking awesome. Um, I also watched Final Exam. Nice. Yeah, dig that awesome, movie. Awesome, a good one. Yeah, the twist at the end's really cool. But uh, what about you, man? I honestly have not really been watching much of anything. Um, I kind of, when we decided to do the episode this week and decided what we were going to go over that's kind of what i watched right <laughs> that's like all i watched which so i mean we're gonna be talking about sleepaway camp movie so that's what i watched yeah i have celebrated all three of those movies this week myself so i've celebrated them multiple times over not this week but just in general just i notice i put them in a lot yeah me too i know i'm line for line all three of them yeah so I think all day today, me and you have been just kind of throwing out lines from all those movies. <laughs> well, we watched all three of them today, too, so... Yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much... That's kind of all I've been doing, besides work, and it's getting nice enough out I could ride my bike. Yeah. Don't have a taillight, because I'm pretty sure somebody stole it, but, you know, another story for another day. If anyone knows what happened to Jared's <laughs> taillight, please get back with us. I don't want to risk riding at night because my bike is flat black and I will not be seen by a car and I will die. Yeah. At that point, it's not a matter of watching for motorcycles. It's not being able to see motorcycles. Yeah. My bike is uh, very stealth. Yes. (laughs) You can't see that shit at night. And you do not wear bright colors. No, I wear black. (laughs) I wear flat black. Right. And the only... Actually, uh, last fall... When I would go riding at night, I would actually put on my studded vest just because I knew, like, if a car came up behind me, it would fucking hit hit the lights off of that. They'd yeah. see that. Right. My dad would joke, like, yeah, the thing of fucking, like, alien spaceships come down here with all the lights coming off of you. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Hey, man. That's uh, the most pissed off reflector vest that I've ever seen, man. <laughs> Dude. Punk. Punk is life. Punk is life. Sometimes I'm just too punk for myself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna jump on board with you. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Just saying stupid shit. Yeah, I don't care. Right on. Um, yeah, man. Um, final exam. You're a fan of this movie? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do too. Some uh, some good kills in that one also. Um, the only thing about that movie that I just don't get is that the killer is just a random person with no backstory. Yeah, they didn't really do much in regards to that. It's it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's there's just, no motive. There's no mod. There's nothing. It's just a guy going around on campus just killing people. Just some creepy guy in like a work uniform. What you mean? It it can work doing that to an extent. I mean, but it would have been, yeah, you're right. But it would have been cool if he, like, failed 
his final exam when he went to college and he wants to kill people because of it or something like a backstory <laughs> anything t- tie in something it could be the the like thinnest of backstories <laughs> anything he got cut from the basketball team i mean come on something give me something but <clears throat> steal a backstory from another movie yeah he drowned in a lake when he was a kid yeah yeah <laughs> Or he's a transgender person that is very pissed off and kills people around a camp. Oh, go. wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool movie. And there's some uh, pretty hot 80s chicks in that movie, too. Yeah. I would have to say. Dude, I hear so many people kind of talk bad about, like, girls in the 80s. But, I mean, honestly, I'm just going by, like, slashers and horror films in general mm-hmm. girls in the 80s are pretty hot i'd have to agree with that i'd have to agree with that 100 percent, man and i think the only thing that beats that is uh italian girls in the 70s i'd agree with that too yes watch any giallo yes and it's just like wow yep all right yep <laughs> Even uh, some of the zombie films from the uh, Italian mm-hmm. genre had some hot chicks from the 70s and early 80s. Oh, yeah. And cannibal movies. I mean, I don't see how people can hate on that, man. You know? It's just what it was back then. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather watch them than watch, like, basically any slasher movie that came out in the 90s. Right. I know what you did last summer or scream. I can all those goddamn no. Yeah. Yeah, those uh yeah, those were terrible, man. I, I there's not scream the first scream is probably the only one that I can palette. Well, yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I don't give the movie so much hate that I know a lot of people do. Like I don't mind it. It is what it is. I hate what it did. True. Because of that movie, we have like I know what you did last summer, Urban Legend, Final Destination, all the yeah, and like every movie post that looks exactly the fucking same. Because of Scream, true, and there's the sequels to that movie are god awful. I think except for the fourth one. That's another one. I don't mind the fourth one. We kind of surprised me. I I caught it on TV one night, and I was like, oh whatever, just turn it on. It's having a few beers, and I. Did not mind it. No, it's not bad. It kind of went back to the first scream. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus it was filmed in Plymouth, Michigan. So yeah. it, was, it was filmed like 20 minutes away from me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is a plus. But the fourth one, I didn't mind at all, actually. Uh, the second and third one are fucking train wrecks, man. They're so bad. Yeah. But the fourth one's good, and they dropped some uh, pretty cool movie names. See, that's what I liked about that one. I, I can't remember if they ever did it in two and three, but they did it in the first one, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the, the questions they were like, the killer was asking in the fourth one. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. They're actually all right. Right. Guarantee the majority of the people watching this movie have no clue what you're talking about. But kind of kudos to you. Right. But it was kind of an ode to the real horror fans, you know, like when they dropped those movies. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But, you know, the thing was when Scream came out, it was su- supposedly responsible for relaunching the slasher genre which i think was the worst idea ever because no good slashers came out after a slew of them did a bunch of them did yeah none of them were really good yeah no it was it was 
good for what it was, but I don't think that it was a, you know, it didn't launch like a whole new golden era of slashers. It was just teeny bopper MTV stuff. It became the, you were known for being in like this goody two shoes role on a TV show on the WB, but you want to break free from that. Right. Well, they got this slasher movie coming out. (laughs) Maybe try getting that. And that's pretty much what every, that's what all that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but yeah, every once in a while I find myself popping in the first screen movie just because, you know, why not? I own it on VHS and I got it for like a dime. But dude, I remember like it's one of the VHS groups, I think. The dude was trying to get all the covers for the original Scream VHS because it came with like uh all the different faces. Have you ever seen those covers? No. It's like all their different faces, and it's like a all like weird colors and then kind of blown up and you just scream across it and it has like nev campbell rose mcgowan and like i think there's like five total but it's like all their faces okay and he was trying to collect them all people were so many people were giving him shit really (laughs) he was just asking like dude if he was like if anybody has the remaining two this one and this one trying to find them all there's only two i need people were like why the fuck you even bothering with that piece of shit movie like fuck that then finally someone was like dude yeah, the, I don't dig that movie either, but fuck, the dude just trying to get these tapes. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, he just wants to complete his collection. It's like it's VHS related. It's horror. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean, it's like Scream, but still. Right. It's Wait. not like he's trying to find them. Like, It's not like he's just buying like common shit. Like, I honestly, until he posted that, didn't even realize they had varying covers of that movie. I didn't either. I was like, oh, all right, well, fuck. I seen someone selling the uh, screener, this the promo copy of it, which had a different cover on it. Yeah, it was like blue or something, and it was way different than the the original. But that's the only other. Yeah, that's like the. It, it's probably almost one of the same covers because the cover's blue, like their faces, like in blue. Okay. And it, but it's like kind of blown up. Yep. Crop real close in, just a scream across it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like they did like five covers like that, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah. I miss that group, that VHS group. Still got a Unite. horror VHS. Yeah, Misfits is gone. That was just bad. People, people in charge to just fucking just kind of let that one go to shit. Yeah. And now we're left with Horror VHS Collectors Unite, which isn't bad, but it isn't that good. I mean, it's it's okay. I find I don't scroll through it as much. No, I don't get the updates as much as much as I did with the Misfits either. For those of you who don't know, the VHS Misfits were it was a VHS tape trading group on Facebook, and that's where you could find super rare horror and just VHS tapes in general. And then there's like a secondary page called Horror VHS Collectors Unite where people do a lot of trolling. You know, they'll post like a common tape and say, is this rare? Or try, you know, putting a price tag on it that's just absolutely ridiculous. And you got to find the good tapes and the people that are serious, you know. But the Misfits group was always awesome, but it ended up closing down, unfortunately. I bought a lot of tapes off of BHS uh, Misfits, a lot of good ones. Yeah. So I'm glad that I got the tapes that I did while it was around. There's actually one tape I didn't get that I wanted to. Edward McHale I was going to get one of the... Uh stage frights that i don't have mm. from him and it's one i've never seen it's a slip it's like a, and it's a slip that i would never seen before i've never seen that yeah i got the delirious split 
Um, but it's like a newer release of it. It mm -hmm. was like, I think it was like late '90s, early 2000s, like a re-release. And he had a different one. And I think he was gonna sell it to me, and I just never talked to him because at this point I have almost nine different versions of that movie under like multiple titles. You do, you do. The uh, only one copy that I have, the clamshell, I bought from VHS Misfits. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's where you could find cool tapes like that. A lot of times, yeah, you can just fucking, you could even just post. I'm looking for this. Anybody have it? You'll usually find somebody like, yeah, we'll get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got it for pretty cheap too. I remember. That was another cool thing. You get people like unload tapes way less than they could get for on eBay. The more you buy, the better the deal too. You know. I've seen people on there sell tapes that they could get like double, triple the price on eBay and intentionally sell to the group because like, fuck it, you guys actually care about this stuff. True. Yeah. Yeah, I miss it. Now it's just conventions and eBay for me. Much. That's where I get my tapes mostly. I haven't really been buying tapes lately though. I've been, uh, I have not. I bought like three death tapes from this dude in Germany, like Japanese death films. And one of them hasn't shown up yet, and I'm pretty sure either it got lost or he never sent it. <laughs> like, because oh. he, he messaged me, he was like, "Oh, I sent them out today. I sent them all individually, because it was cheaper." And I'm like, "That seems odd." But I'm like, "I got one package, and then the next day I got another one." I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm still waiting on the third one, and it's been like two weeks. And I messaged him like, "Hey, man, I still haven't got no. It's actually been longer than that. I waited like a week." and a half and that message him said i'm still i've got two i haven't got the third one he's like oh that happens sometimes you know it sucks but you know give it a few weeks and then get a hold of me well i mean it's been a few weeks yeah well i don't know hopefully he's cool about it i mean i'm not even that mad if it got lost in the mail it got lost in the mail but yeah it sucks it does i i remember my tapes got shipped to the wrong address and within my apartment complex. Is that the one where the dude opened them? Yeah. And then brought them back in like a fucking grocery bag? Yes. Asshole. For like a week, I'm like, where are my tapes at? And I'm inboxing the guy that sold them to me. And he's like, dude, I sent them. They should be there. Next thing I know, like a week after that, which would be two weeks, my neighbor comes over with my tapes in a grocery bag. He opened the package knowing that his name is not Steve Bachman. And he does not live in apartment 10, still opened the package, and discovered something that's completely useless to him, and that would be horror VHS tapes. Dead format. He's yeah, he without VCR. <laughs> and he brought them over to me, and it was a relief to actually have my tapes, but you're a dick neighbor guy that opened my mail. Didn't he ask you like about, about him? Yeah, he's like, what kind of movies were they? And I'm like... They were just movies, man. Yeah, I don't know what you're asking me, but they were just regular VHS movies, man. Yeah, I think somebody who probably only knows about big like Hollywood blockbusters or what comes out in theaters, they see fucking like obscure 80s horror VHS. It, yeah. What the fuck is this? It was. It was The Initiation, <laughs> Stage Fright, and it was another one. I can't remember. It was three tapes, and geez. <laughs> What a mess that was. Fucking people, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know me. I've just been jamming a lot of doom metal. Kind of. 
lately. Oh yeah. So that is you. That is me. Uh, slow and low, man. But uh, I try changing it up every once in a while. No, yeah, I do too, though. I do too. The grind, power, violence, punk. Friends with you for seven years, and you're just now getting into it's like just you're, now. You're just now listening to the stuff that I listen to, and I love it. I love <laughs> it. I'm, uh, yeah. Metal punk. Do you like metal punk? Yeah. Um, raw punk's cool. It's gonna take me a little bit longer to get adjusted to like how they do things because it's pretty <laughs> fucking chaotic. But most of those bands, but they're uh, they're pretty pissed though. Yes. The ones that you've showed me, so that's cool. Um, what was that? Uh, I can never remember the name, dude. The the Italian style. Oh, Japanese band that does the Italian style hardcore. Man, they were. Full. We gotta spin that later. It's Turismo. Okay. Yeah, what the fuck, man? They're stellar, dude. Yeah, they're pissed. Yeah, we'll shotgun a beer later after the podcast and fucking spin that record because yeah. I love it, man. It's killer. Fucking that bass sounds like it's a bomb blast. Yeah, yeah. It's like super distorted and just loud and abrasive, dude. I remember my first time I picked up, uh, they did a 12-inch for when they played Chaos and Tejo, I think it was called. And I picked up that 12-inch. And the first time I spun it, I went to, like, it was when uh, Grim Butcher was still around. I think Grim Butcher practiced, like, dude, have you guys heard this is Turismo 12-inch? And they're like, no. I'm like, it sounds like a goddamn bomb blast. <laughs> I'm like, that bass just cuts through, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love it. Mm-hmm. You just fucking crank that shit loud as fuck, and it's just rattling. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's killer, dude. But, uh, yeah, I'm finally getting into it. I still do my doom, though. I still do my doom and my thrash or, you know. What I, what I like to do or listen to. Um, Dude, I'm the same way. I bounce around between like punk and grind, then I go into like power violence and shit. It's kind of depending on what band it fits into like grind, and then I'm like going back into like new wave British heavy metal shit. Yeah, I've been <laughs> listening to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Rock Doom, fucking 70s rock shit. Off the top of my head, anyone who listens to this. Check out a band called Vulture. Mm-hmm. Just off the top mm-hmm. of my head, I didn't even plan on talking about this during the podcast, but they need to be talked about. Yes, they are fucking phenomenal, dude. The uh, album is called "Victim to the Blade," and on the front of the cover, it's got a chick getting her throat cut by a dude with a fucking leather glove, like Jallo style. And man, they do a priest cover on their rapid fire from British Steel, and it's really pissed. But their original stuff is just blazing. It's killer, dude. Dude, I remember Wasteland jamming in the hotel room with like Monty the next day or like that Monday. He hit me up. He was like, "What was it? What was that band? Yeah, that you were playing in the hotel room." Yeah, so everyone liked pissed. It. Jared liked it too. I think Mikey was digging on it. I mean, they're they're fucking killer. They're dude. great. Yeah, it's like a mixture of. Uh, thrash metal black thrash and new wave of british heavy metal kind of just fused together i think i would love to see them and nuke on a show oh my god i wouldn't have a face left (laughs) man that would just those two together on one show would be great i was talking to brit about that i'm like if you haven't checked out vulture check out vulture rethink Mm -hmm. your view on nuke because you're wrong true (laughs) yeah that nuke record is the record of the year I don't. I, no matter what state you live in, what genre of music you listen to, it should be revered as the best record of this year. And I'm gonna hold true to that. And we're only in like April. Yeah. That means 
from where I'm standing in my shoes, any album that comes out from now until January of 2018 <laughs> is not going to equal that nuke record. <laughs> Mark my words, I'll write that down. But uh, yeah, Vulture. Definitely check them out, especially if you like thrash or just pissed off music in general. It's uh, it's good for you. Yes. Um, but um, I've uh, been listening to a lot of Ahab lately. Um, an album called Call of the Wretched Sea, and uh, Jared showed me these guys like probably three years ago, and they just blew my mind. I mean, if you like doom metal, you're gonna like Ahab. If you like slow, crushing riffs, you're gonna like Ahab. And the cool thing about Ahab is that all their music is themed around hunting Moby Dick. So it's got like a, on a, how do you say it? Like a, it's funeral doom, but it's got a theme to it. A nautical theme? Nordic theme. Nordic, n- nautical? Nautical. I say, could be, maybe it's Nordic too, who knows? Norwal. Norwal. <laughs> Norwal nautical. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's basically the whole theme of the band and the songs are about hunting Moby Dick, Captain Ahab, and his ship of guys that were trying to kill this killer whale. But, yeah. They're like last record when they know they're going to call it quits. And it's like it should basically just be them finally catching Moby Dick. And, like, their last song should just be called Now What? Now like, What? Now What? Now What, Norwal? He's not, Moby Dick's not Norwal. But you know, yeah. But I mean, it's, it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's I, I love it, yeah, man. It's about them going back into their little fisher fisherman towns and having nothing to do. So they start commercial fishing. No, that's how themselves. Gordon Fish Sticks started. <laughs> then they just hate their lives and they kill themselves because they they don't got their white whale anymore. Oh, I don't like that ending. I like uh, kind of fits in funeral doom. I mean, keep you gotta keep it down. Yeah, you gotta keep it down. That's true. <laughs> Can't raise it up too high. No, no, you gotta be. Yeah, it's gotta be depressing, and it's gotta be just. I mean, if you hunted something, if you, like your life was like hunting this fucking whale. I've never read how it goes, but if, just going by the band's terms, all their songs, your life is hunting this whale, and you finally catch it years later and kill it. You're probably gonna be pretty depressed afterwards because you. you your whole life's ambition's done. Now True. what do you do? Now you're just a fucking commercial fisherman making fish sticks. You're probably going to kill yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that... Did I take that to a different place? You just totally fucking turned down what street? <laughs> and I meant, how'd we get there? But, uh Yeah. Uh, Ahab crushing funeral doom killer. Um, hopefully those guys never catch the whale so they can keep making killer fucking records. But the one that you need to check out if you like really heavy music is uh, call of the wretched sea. Yeah. It's just down me- a couple records after that, that are more clean and polished, but that one's like really raw and just really slow and crushing. Um, what have you been listening to, man? Ah, uh, man, I was kind of through the map. Um, been jamming. My 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 stereo is working in my car now. 
since, you know, the weather's nice. Yeah. I had this weird thing where, and I looked it up, and people had the same issue with this, this same car, mm. Trailblazer. When it's cold, my speakers don't work. And you've seen it, have it cranked all the way, and all you get is, like, the tweeters. So it's super trebly and, like, super low volume. Yep. When the weather gets warm, the speakers start working. I guess it has something to do with the weather coating that they have on the, wa- the speaker wires. Right. Like coming off and it fucks up the cable. So I basically, everybody's saying I just got to replace speakers. But work when I left work, decided like throwing some shit, whatever's in my car, since I don't have an auxiliary. Throwing uh, subhumans. I haven't listened to them in a long time. I don't know if you ever jam subhumans. But actually, who I was listening to in the car when I went to go get beer. Okay. Yeah, I dug it. Like, like an old like 80s UK punk. Right. They're pretty well known. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so jamming that, uh, I've been kind of going all over the map when I've been here, going anywhere from still throwing in priest to, uh, the fuck was I listening to? Like kill them all. Nice. I think I was listening to Archigathus for a little bit, which I think I showed you them. Yeah. Grand oh, band. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, what else? Just, I just showed you Obacha. Yeah, those kind of ties into what I'm going to talk about later. Some killer uh, power violence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much what I've listened to. Okay. Yeah. It's actually jamming. Uh, because I, I was doing that Psychomania poster the whole time. I was jamming. Uh, that soundtrack. Just the majority of it. I want to say almost all of it's done by a band called uh, Frog. Okay. And then I think from that I just went into. I listened to. Uh, I guess like less less liked Electric Wizard album, Black Masses. It grew on me. I love that album. Yeah, it's good. There's some really good standout tracks on that record. It's not Dope Throne by any means, but it's good. It's it's really good actually. Well, at first listen, I didn't really care for it too much because I, I was comparing it to like you know. But when you when you separate it, it's a great record. Yeah, it's awesome. I dig it. Yeah. I like everything that Electric Wizards ever put out, though, so that's kind of bias of me. <laughs> Their new album is actually really killer, too. Yeah. Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fucking it's just great. I remember hearing that it got leaked before it got released when I worked at Fairfax and listened to it at, like, 5.30 in the morning before yeah. I got off work at 6. You sent it to me. I listened to it as soon as I got home. And then it was gone, like, hours later. Yep. They got found and got deleted. Yep. They played a few tracks from that um, when we seen them live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it fits right in with their whole catalog, dude. It's good. Love. I don't Electric. think they've actually ever put anything out that I actually hate. No. It's just kind of like varying levels of like. True. Yeah, because they have like an era of 70s occult doom stuff. And then they have just straight drony doom stuff and then heavy fuzzy <laughs> you know their albums were so different like yeah every single one but dude i love it. i got like grind friends who will post shit like electric wizard fucking sucks like boring as shit ever since you guys are fucking stupid and then just blows up at a thread everybody like talking shit on electric wizard and then you'll get like a couple of people chiming in and it's almost like they're always like well, dope throwing it's like dude good shit like you can listen to grind and fast shit and still like Electric Wizard. Yeah. And don't let the the fact that they kind of became popular and it's become like the entry level band for 
a lot of people deter you from them because that, those are the people who only know Dope Throne and don't know anything else. True. And probably never will go any deeper into that style of music. Right. I mean, it is what it is. I don't for that for me that's not a reason to hate a band. It's not their fault. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're bowing down to that and like writing like just really shitty shit. Right. Just letting Dope Throne carry them through. No, they've made some really good records since that album came out. Yeah. Even before that record, mm-hmm. they made some really good ones. But I fucking love Electric Wizard, dude. I really do. Everything they put out, I like. I don't know why people hate on them so much. I mean, I get it when like dudes from like the grind scene hate on them. That's not their style, right? Most of the dudes that say that like don't listen to anything other than. A grind yeah that it, it's unfortunate man because you got to broaden your horizons a little bit you know slow it down speed it up <laughs> that's how we do but uh yeah a couple bands that uh besides the ahab that i've been listening to that i wanted to put out there is a band from grand rapids michigan i think mountain goat um buddy of mine monty's in the band mm-hmm. they're like a sludge doom really classify them some of their stuff's a little bit rock and roll too they're just kind of like a cool stoner doom band i guess well, i have that one tape by them too and it has uh some of the songs a little bit faster yeah yeah their self-titled had some fast stuff on it too so they're just a melting pot of all things good mm-hmm. and they're from michigan and uh, we're, jared and i are actually going to see them at a house show next weekend i'm really pumped because i haven't seen them yet yeah so um that's cool but check out mountain goat and uh the album from them you should check out is smoke filled land it's uh it's really good jared showed me those guys uh, a few years ago and i still jam them to this day another band uh check out fading sun they're not together anymore but you know if you're into that type of stuff check out fading sun the yawning void Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess uh, I'll throw out the buns I was going to suggest. I was going to keep it, uh, change it up, because I don't think I've ever actually talked about this genre or any bands from this, but whatever. Uh, power Violence, man. We're going to do the, uh, basically the Tommy Wilson collection here. This kid plays in probably some of the most choice Power Violence bands there are. Um, originally played in the span uh, Obacha. And... Um, just hectic chaotic to the point riffs like it's fucking stellar definitely check him out check out obacha but the two bands that are actually active that he's in now i think he's in a third one but i don't know anything about it so i'm not going to comment on it is a uh, throat slitter and scum human throat slitter is basically take obacha and basically make it better because it has the same hectic chaotic riff writing that he does song structure that they do and it's just more tight it's just tighter but it basically carries that flame over the way it should and then uh scum human is pretty much just what you'd expect if you listen to the like the og like west coast power violence bands like crossed out or uh no comment this is what you'd expect a new version of that to sound like because it's exactly what it sounds like and uh they actually just I think they just released a 7-inch, and I, they just recorded for a 7-inch with uh, for Cave St- uh, Split with Cave State, which is another awesome 
power violence band from uh, California. But the, uh, pretty much anything Tommy does music-wise is worth checking out because this kid's got some fucking traps on him. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... I was actually talking to... Uh, not about those bands, but uh, Will commented about uh, lack of interest because I told him I was going to talk about some power violence bands. Mm-hmm. And lack of interest, if anybody doesn't know, <clears throat> check out lack of interest. If you're into power violence, you know him, but if you're not, like, just really check him out. And I mentioned that he needs to check out uh, To The Point, which is members of lack of interest and some other people, but it's a active band now. Which like I mentioned has like Chris Dodge in it from Spaz, which if you don't know Spaz, check out Spaz because that's another like one of the original power violence hardcore bands. Okay, definitely worth checking out if you don't know them. I've seen uh, you have some Spaz, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen them in your record collection. Yeah, I got a handful of their records. Okay, a couple splits. Right on. Um, oh, maybe we'll spend some of that later. It's definitely worth listening to. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, did you want to get into, what do you want to get into, man? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Sleepaway Camp, one through three. Let's start with the first one. Yeah, first one, 83. 83, Felisa Rose. Yep. Um, yeah. Fuck, that movie is awesome. Fucking, fuck, I love start it. to finish. Well, it starts with those fucking stupid people driving the boat. Yes. That caused the accident. That'll piss you off. That'll <laughs> piss you off. <laughs> the fucking girl, she, uh, when she, we're kind of jumping just right into this, but whatever. At this point, I think everybody's seen this movie, so we don't yeah. need a lot of, like, feed in. We'll just say the director, which I can't remember his name, but he really didn't do much after this. He wrote Sleepaway Camp, uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp, which came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then, uh,. He didn't have anything to do really with two or three. And he really didn't do much after or between Return and the original. He really didn't do much. Oh, gotcha. But there's that. So, yeah, so the the girl wants to drive the boat. Yes. She's like, my dad's got one twice as big, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets on and drives the boat. <laughs> and they realize where they're going. They're about to hit these people. She's he's like, turn the wheel. And you see her grab the wheel but not really grab the wheel and, like, turn it. Yeah. I don't know why, dude. It drives me fucking nuts every time I watch it. Oh, she's dumber than a box of rocks, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, uh, first one is a golden, sparkling staple in the golden era of slashers. Mm-hmm. It is fucking. You do not find a better slasher. You can find equals, but not better. I'm sorry. The first sleepaway camp. One of the best slashers ever made. Period. Um, just so that we're clear on, just the the look and feel of it at the and it's just like your your typical camp slasher. But I feel like it was the blueprint for camp slashers. Like there really isn't a month, like I'm not gonna say any that I can think of that match that feel of like summer camp. Like it just doesn't. It's it's. It's a straight up legit camp slasher. Like, and we're not just talking like five teenagers 
in the woods, we're talking like a whole camp full of people. Yeah, I was going to say, the only one I could think of that is just like the teenagers, it's just scoundrels, would be the original Friday the 13th. Right. And that's that's would be the only other one. Yeah. I mean, the original Friday the 13th, we all know, another staple in the golden era of slashers. It, it's hard, You can't top it. It can be equaled, but you just can't top it. Sleepaway Camp 1 takes the camp aspect to the next level and makes you feel like you're really at summer camp. Like, that's what summer camp would be like, right down to, like, the volleyball, the swimming, the activities. Yeah. Everything, man. It's like, it's what summer camp is, you know? As someone who went to summer camp, yes. Yeah, I was. I remember doing stupid activities. <laughs> That's what summer camp is. I man. mean, it was a shitty summer camp too. But I remember doing activities. I remember wait, what was it? Those like little dangly keychain things that are all like woven, woven in. Yeah, yeah. you made one. Like I remember doing any of those at band camp. Yeah, like <laughs> boondoggle keychains. <laughs> like I remember making those. Couldn't do one now. I don't even know how the fuck I did then. I remember playing dodgeball in between the cabins. Okay. Uh. I think there was there was swimming yeah like all that shit that's what happened <laughs> right yeah that's that's basically what goes on in the movie i was unfortunate i went to winter camp it was fucking winter time. i did that too oh did you i did that at, uh it was like seventh grade eighth grade camp yeah yeah we had to like go in the woods <clears throat> and build lean twos basically learn how to survive uh, we didn't do that. We did well. We we had the camp thing, and then when uh, we, activities there too, we made like dream catchers. Yeah, we did too. See, we did that. Yeah, in this big open area, sitting around in a circle making fucking dream catchers. Yeah, and when we yeah, we ended up going in the woods and like learned how to make lean twos. We had to keep our cabins clean, <laughs> and funny. if we did, our camp counselor got a golden dustpan. Jesus Christ! We had to keep the bathrooms clean. And if we had the cleanest bathroom, our cabin leader would get a golden toilet seat. Jesus Christ. We won the golden toilet seat every day that I was there. We never won the golden dustpan. We almost did, but there was a shoelace in the red box around the heater, and nothing can be in that square near the heater. A shoelace. <laughs> yeah. So that was my uh, camp experience, and it was really cold out. It was like in the dead of winter, man. Yeah. You know, and it was rough when you had to get up and wake up your friend and get flashlights to go to the bathroom. Like it just sucked. It was Dude, rough. That was that was that was just camping in general with my parents up north. When I was a kid. Dad had a uh, four burnt down, like an old, just rustic, straight up cabin. It was like. Make a fire in the wood stove to heat the place, and then you'd basically wake up in the middle of the night because you'd be freezing because the fire went down, and you'd have to go stoke it and throw more logs in. And then if you had to go to the bathroom, there's an outhouse, and you had to walk to the outhouse. But I mean, if you're a guy, you have the ability to just open the door of the cabin and <laughs> yeah. just pee out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just the the roughness of camping. But, but yeah, so uh, getting back. Yeah, to the movie, getting back to the movie. We 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 talked about this me and you before, and we kind of brought it up today. The theory of there being two killers. Right. 
the the Ricky and Angela. They're both doing the killings, and I think at the beginning of the movie, the first kill definitely you could kind of say, "All right, that could be Ricky," because mm-hmm. uh, the the cook gets boiled, right? Gets uh, yeah the hot water on his face and fucking just cooks him, burns him. But it kind of kind of like loses some steam when you go from there until you get to the very one of the last kills. And the show doesn't look like Angela. That is the weird part about that movie because it looks like a straight dude standing in the doorway right before Judy gets killed. Yeah. It looks like a dude wearing a wig. It it really does. The stance and everything and silhouette, like it that is not Angela standing there. No. But everything else, especially line that's said in the second one, it just doesn't add up that he would have done it. Right. It was just her the whole time. Yeah. And the line in the second one, which we'll get to the second one is she had told the main girl from sleepaway camp too. I can't think of her name, but I think it's Molly, isn't it? Molly. There you go. Um, that there was a boy at camp that didn't like her. So she drowned him, which would be the one where they're in the canoe and she tips a canoe. Yeah. Pops up and fucking drowns him. Drowns him. Yeah. Yeah. See Mel get his fat ass out here. Yeah, pick something up. <laughs> These peckerheads suck. <laughs> These peckerheads suck. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the first one, man, I could watch that movie over and over and over again. I it's really great, could. dude. It's good. You shouldn't die, Ricky. You shouldn't live, Bill. Yeah. That, to me, is still the, one of the greatest lines. This guy ever. blows dead dogs. Just lay it in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but um, the oh the kills in that one. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing, is with a lot of slashers back in the day, you had to be innovative with your with your kills because that's what people went to see. Being covered in boiling hot water to the point to where it's burning your eyes and burning your skin, and you see the skin bubbling. You see the skin rising and bubbling. What a cool fucking kill, dude. It really is. Like, you don't see that in any other movies. There's no blades involved. There's no fucking blood involved. Yeah. But it's one of the most painful deaths you could probably encounter. If he if he died. If he lived, he's fucked anyway. Yeah. It's basically... It's a prelude to, like, a, the burning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But then there's also the uh, kind of the same, the same side, the guy who gets it with uh, Hornet's Nest. Yeah, that's brutal too, man. Yeah, that's in a, like when do you ever see that? Yeah, in a slasher movie, there's no blades involved, there's no cutting, there's no. It's weird. He just gets stung to death. Yeah, stung to death by bees. That's pretty cool. And it's one of those where if they didn't add the uh, the shot with him with the bees on his face mm-hmm. and his arm all like swollen and bees walking on it, it kind of would have been like whatever right but them actually adding that and showing that and putting the effort into doing that it brings it up yeah it tops it off yeah but the most brutal kill of that movie is the curling iron oh hell yeah that is the most brutal kill of that movie and that's kind of a crafty kill in itself if you think about that I mean they're kind of 
whoever thought of that, she had it coming. Yeah, she like we. I I, I said <clears> to you, I'm like, this girl's like probably the biggest bitch out of everyone in the series. Like, she definitely deserved it. Yeah. Her and fucking Meg too. Yeah, M E G. She deserved it too. But she got like a typical slasher kill though. She got stabbed in the shower. Yeah, through the shower. Through the shower. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, the curling iron kill is definitely one of the more memorable kills in any slasher movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I think it smelled like bacon. I don't know. You asked me that earlier. <laughs> Might have. Either way, it couldn't have been good. No. Could not have been good. Do you think that was like, was it, because they don't really show it. I think they might, maybe I missed a scene. Is it just like penetration with a hot curling iron or does she like clamp it? They don't show it. Oh, well, they show the shadow of it opening. So I don't know if she got bowling balled. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> See, Robbie kept saying, like, things smell like bacon. Because I'm picturing him, like, like, clamping it onto, like, like yeah. the lips. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Like medium cut bacon. That's fucking terrible, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I, mean, I didn't even think of like being bowling balled. Yeah, could have oh, been. Man. Could have been, but uh, we we don't know because <laughs> they don't really specify. We just know it's brutal. We just know what happens to an extent. Yeah, and we know who like, she got that fucking right hook and got knocked out. Yeah, she got and haymaker. Woke her right up. Yeah. Yeah. And by the look on the cop with the fake mustache's face, it wasn't good. Yeah, that. God damn that fake mustache. Yeah, fake eyebrows too. I yeah, it, they had to be. Those eyebrows <laughs> had were, to be fake, dude. They were. <laughs> it was a whole makeup kit. Like your your hair is like brown, sandy brown, and you got this like a black electrical tape looking mustache and eyebrows to match. Yeah. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Dude, it looked like those uh, old school uh, magnet dudes that you would... Wooly like, Willy? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And you put the mustache on them with the magnet pen. That's what it looked like, dude. It's like slivers of metal? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just too funny, man. Too funny. God damn. They didn't even try to hide that. No. But he has a serious look on his face. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty bad, pretty bad kill. And then... Of course, at the end, they reveal that Angela's a boy. That reveal. I mean... Best reveal, best twist. Every, I'm not, we ruined it. Everybody knows it, though, so whatever. I think if you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp... If you're into horror movies in 2017, and you don't know what the hell Sleepaway Camp is, and you haven't seen it, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, check that shit out. Yeah. Because it's that good, but yeah, that the way they do that whole end reveal, like stands up like you see the head, like the her the his hair mm-hmm. rolls off, and you realize she's like holding his severed head and stands up, and it's like just like almost like hissing, growling sounds. Yeah, with this like amazing facial expression. Holding a knife up and then just like the meat and potatoes hanging out. 
Yeah. It's Cash like, and prizes. Yeah, it's just, a damn. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out, man. But, yeah, the first time I seen that movie, that reveal, it got me. It got me good. It's, yeah. And, and the cool thing was, it wasn't a jump scene. Usually slashers end with, like, a last jump scene or something. No, they went, like, they floored it on that. They floored it. It it's one that it yeah it doesn't give you the jump scare it just gives you like you it it's it sticks with you though it does it's memorable you'll never forget it you're like whoa and they kind of like hang out with that scene for a minute mm-hmm. different like shots and panning in and whatever and it's just like it's yeah it's it's definitely uh, achieves what it set out to achieve I agree yeah um so that's the first one. On to Unhappy Campers. 88. 1988. Now we have Pamela Springsteen, sister of the boss. Sister of the boss. Bruce himself. She plays the grown-up Angela. Who changed her name to Angela Johnson and had a sex change. Yep. So... Now we're on to the second one, and this one is really good, and it has one of the most memorable VHS box art covers yes. of all time. It got people to run it, and yes. it got people to run it for a specific reason. Yes. Because it worked on us when I was in sixth grade. Went to a fucking birthday party, like sleepover thing at my buddy Alex's house. His mom took us to the video store. And we intentionally read in Sleepaway Camp 2 because it's her on the cover holding a, a bag over her shoulder. And in that bag is sticking out Jason's mask, Freddy's glove, chainsaw, and a chainsaw. And us as kids, because you, you don't know all this stuff about horror movies and all that stuff, you're just thinking, this has like everything in it. Yeah. This is going to be a mix of fucking everything. We got to get this one. Yeah. First time I saw this movie, I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> Yeah, I probably was around the time I seen it too. It was about sixth grade, twelve years old, eleven years old, something like that. Yeah, and I just remember how captivating that L- that box VHS box cover was. It's just like, yeah, man, you know, like this isn't missing a beat. It's mm-hmm. got everything. But um, so I can, that's how the eighties work, man. VHS box art. That's what they had to sell you on. <laughs> yeah, especially horror. Yeah. And there's been many cases where the box art just oversells a movie that just isn't that good. Oh, they tried in the second script. She couldn't deliver them right. She was having issues with the delivery on it. Hmm. And then, but she was also getting ready to go to college. Ah. Uh, so she was, I, I think it was kind of just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to school anyway, so. Yeah. Not a big loss. Right. But I mean, it works out. Fucking Pamela Springsteen, I think. Nails it. Nails it. And yeah. yeah. Comedy added to it. Yeah. And it's not like slapstick comedy. It's just like these little one-liners that she says. Yeah. And they always have to do with like the kill or why she's killing, you know. But I always like to bow my head. Moment of silence for the Shote sisters. <laughs> Goddamn. Because, man, they were awesome. They like to party. They're into metal. Pretty cool, man. I like to drink and fuck. 
And if you pay me money on my titties, you they get burned alive. Unfortunately, but the Shout Sisters are awesome. And again, eighties hot chicks in Sleepaway Camp too. Dude, yeah, they they, they stepped that game up on that one. Yes. Like I mean, I with the first one, they were like younger kids. True. Yeah. So you had like the counselors would be like Meg and was her name like Sarah? I think it was the other counselor, the, yes. the nicer one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's like whatever. But yeah, second one, it's like they're older kids. And yeah, fucking mayor. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Allie. Allie. Yeah, there's uh, they upped the game for sure in the second one, and the dudes, I don't know, whatever. They weren't like the dudes in the first one. Dudes in the first one were like jocks, kind of. Totally. Totally jocks. Totally yeah. jocks. Second one, they were more passive. They had like TC, which was supposed to, I think, kind of mimic uh, what's his name from the first one. The, the ri- muscle, the ri- yeah, the ripped guy in the first one. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I think TC was kind of supposed to be like that version, their version of that one. Yeah, that guy, because he's super easygoing. He's super like, yeah, you know, laid back. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. There's some good kills in the second one. Um, yeah, the the, the like the first kill when the, she's telling the story of Angela. True. At the campfire, and Angela comes up behind her, and uh. Dude, just rocking out to the menu screen of Sleepaway Camp 3. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking clocks her over the head with the log on the way back. Ran- randomly calls her a slut. And there lies... And then that sets the precedent of her uh, explaining that she sent them home. What happened to her? Oh, she got sent home. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how the movie goes. Like, anytime she kills somebody, she... Yeah. Two down, 38 to go. Four down. I had to send the Shoot sisters home. They were getting high and fornicating with one of the boys. Oh, one thing I wanted to say about the first one, real quick. Jump back for a second. Okay. Unlike Jason, Angela doesn't give a fuck about killing kids. Yeah. (laughs) She, like, literally hatchets a whole... I want to say, like, Cub Scout troop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In their sleeping bags. Just fucking massacres all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, no fucks given. Nope. (laughs) None. (laughs) Honestly, they don't show it happening. They just kind of show it, but it looks like the most violent deaths out of the whole movie. It did. It did. And the reaction of the uh, troop leader, or the guy, Mm -hmm. man, he just was distraught when he seen that. Yeah. He sold it. He sold it for me. He was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she killed an entire troop of Cub Scouts, so there's that. (laughs) Angela's no joke. But the second one, um, some memorable kills for sure, but, I mean, the one that everyone remembers is the fucking outhouse kill. Yeah, when, uh, what's-her-name gets it? Allie gets drowned in an outhouse, dude. Brutal. Like I said, I saw this movie when I was in sixth grade. It was years later, so I kind of forgot about it. And I remembered that scene, and I had to hunt down what movie it was from because I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I seen this fucking like, what the hell was it? And I remember it was because of that scene. Like I, that scene stuck with me. Oh man, 
That's a brutal scene to sit through, man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Fucking sound the the sound effects added to it. Yes. Oh god. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so much like dry heaving. Yeah, it's fucking gross, man. But uh, kills the tip patrol. Yep, kills them. Um, I'm trying to think of some other kills that really stuck out in that one. Um, let's see. The Shote sisters got burned alive. We talked about that one. The two kids. They want to scare Angela. Yeah. So he makes the uh, Freddy glove, and the other dude has a hockey mask, and he's gonna has a chainsaw. Yeah. Their deaths. Yeah. Gets him in the woods. Yeah, she gets uh, the Freddy kid in the throat, cuts his throat. Then there's like a the other kid. She she dresses up as a kid she just killed, and then meets the other kid. And they have like a he thinks they're messing around. They do like the chainsaw machete fight. For a minute, well, she wore his face like leather, like Leatherface. Yeah. So there's all three of your from the not pretty much, uh, yeah, yeah, from the uh, from the art, the cover art. But um, yeah, there's some pretty pretty good kills, and then the uh, the ending, yeah, the battery acid to TC's face was pretty cool. A couple things missing. Six feet of rope. Yep. The battery from my car. (laughs) I knew your battery would come in handy. Flotsam and Jetsam record. In the background of the cabin. Yeah. The cabin that she's hiding all the dead bodies in. Flotsam and Jetsam record. Um, Kid in the first one rocking the Blue Oyster Cult t-shirt. Yeah. That shirt's pretty awesome, too. It's definitely throwback. But uh, then okay, we can't. Okay, we're talking about like the, the the musical aspects of what we're seeing in it. We cannot talk about part two without talking about the Anvil song. Oh, the Anvil song, so good. Love it. I do too. Straight between the eyes, man. That's how it starts off. That's how it ends. I'm pretty sure. The ending credits are the same too. I think so. I think so. No, actually, it's the ballad. It's Obsession. Is it the Obsession Ballad? Yeah, it's the Obsession Ballad at the end when the credits are rolling. Oh, yeah, because she, she's in the truck because she just killed that one lady. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what's-her-name comes up? Molly. Molly. She's like, howdy, partner. Yeah. Desperate yeah, that, to Survive. That's what the song's the ballad, called. Yeah. yeah. But the uh, Anvil tune is fucking awesome. Um, there was a third song, too, in that one. There's two Anvil songs, I think. Was there? Yep. Um, when Allie's making out with the oh, dude. Oh, when, the, they, uh, when they're in the, the bathroom. The bathroom and the, they're jamming out the yeah. radio. I think that's an Anvil song, too. So that's cool. So the soundtrack rules. Then you got John Antlin. He had a hand in that, too. But yeah, the second one was good, and uh, dude, but that that scene where they're uh, like getting ready to screw in the bathroom. Yeah. Angela comes, and it's seriously just a a screen door built with a frame of like two by half inch wood. Right. Not sturdy at all. Like you probably just pull that door and break it and be able to open it. She tries starting the chainsaw to cut into it, and it won't start, so she just knocks. Yeah. Like, dude, pull the handle hard enough. I guarantee it's probably just one of those, like, 
hook locks. Yeah. Probably just pull it out of the wood. <laughs> right. Knock it on the screen door. Like, yeah, cute. But the blood looks like ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Now, how do you feel about the third one? Because I really like it. It's not my favorite. It may not like it for what it is. Um, I like the characters. Uh, but it's one, like I said to you before, it's it it's almost too blueprint on the way that she does all her kills. Mm-hmm. Lead this person away, kill him. Lead this person away, kill him. Then she needs to go to the other group. So she's like, oh yeah, uh, we're supposed to trade people. Goes to lock that person back, kills them, then comes back to the group. Repeat. Right. Basically. Yeah. I like it for what it is. Um, I like that it had a diverse group of kids. You had the punk dude from Chicago, and yeah. then you had Riff from Detroit. Um, and they uh, there was a few hot chicks in that one, too. Yeah. yeah Angela rocking a new do. She's got to blend in, man. She's got to blend in. Yeah, the, we talk about the first girl. Movie starts this girl like waking up, getting dressed, like at her parents' house. You kind of tell like her talking with her mom, like as they're yelling, that they probably don't have the best relationship. She gets ready to go, going to camp, starts walking. All of a sudden, she's getting chased by a garbage truck. Oh man! Through the streets. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah, no <laughs> it one's goes even totally attention. unnoticed. It's Angela driving the truck and kills her, takes basically her identity to go to camp. And that's how she gets to camp. And then, like you pointed out, she gets in the van and pulls away and it's fucking spray paint on the wall. Angela is back. Oh, that that just right there lets you know you're in for a real treat, man. Angela is back. Killer, man. Hell yeah. I love like how sleazy the uh, there's like the two camp owners are like uh, the husband and wife mm-hmm. running the camp trying to like make whatever, and the fucking dude the the husband's like so sleazy. He was in a uh, Scrooged. Yes, he was. He was one of the homeless dudes in Scrooged. But yeah, he's like flipping his belt buckle. It's like a the Playboy bunny. Yeah, it's like flipping the belt buckle, like giving like the eyes to like all the girls. Yeah, <laughs> like dude. I know. <laughs> he was in a no he was in tango and cash too he was big yep he was that guy he was the guy that made the weapons he made that the, fucking van he made the van the, the pissed off van with all the weapons on it yeah. yep yeah but uh yeah the third one I fucking I like it dude I really do not as much as the second one yeah it's and it is my least favorite out of the three but it doesn't suck by any means. I think it's pretty fucking cool. And there's a kill in that one that's my favorite kill out of all three movies. The lawnmower kill. Oh, yeah. Fucking they... Uh, he, she buries the girl. The the lady. The, up the to her uh, owner. Yep. And runs her over with a fucking lawnmower, man. Dude, what about the kill where uh, you're supposed to do the trust exercise? She's leading... The girl mm-hmm. has her blindfolded. Like mm-hmm. you have to trust me, leading her. Takes her to like the fucking flagpole. Mm-hmm. Hooks her up, pulls her all the way to the top, and just lets her go. <laughs> oh yeah, that's rough, dude. With her hands behind her back, so you can't even break your fall. Yeah, nothing. It's just your face first in the pavement. Mm-hmm. Dude, so good. But uh, the only thing I didn't like about the third one was the whole cop 
backstory. Oh, how he was the dad of the kid from the second one? Yeah, and he... I don't know. His acting didn't do much for me. When she reveals herself, he's just like... He just, like, clears off everything in the kitchen table and just keeps staring at her. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then, and then you know, there's supposed to be this epic finale of the cop who arrested Angela in the first one on the beach. Yeah. Who was mentioned in the second one, whose kid went to the camp in the second one, who was now face-to-face with the killer of her son and the person that sh- he arrested. Yeah. Face off. And she shoots him with a fucking gun. Yeah, it wasn't. A, you would think it'd be like kill. this epic battle of like you know something stabbing each other, or fuck going to town on each other, but or at least end in a like because I think it'd be kind of cheesy if you have like this like fight where they're kind of like everybody's getting like cut or stabbed or whatever, but at least end it in like a good kill. Have her kill him, like a really good fucking kill, not a gun. Right. Anything but a gun. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, rolling around on the ground struggling for a knife. Yeah, like a little, like, battle like that. A little battle like that, yeah. Not like a fucking Three Musketeers, like, you know, face-off or a fencing (laughs) battle or anything like that. But Not like a fucking knife fight? No, not like a knife fight. They're, like, tied at the wrists? Yeah. Coming in? (laughs) What is is that, like, West Side Story? Yeah, West Side Story or the Michael Jackson bad video? (laughs) Yes. Tied at the wrist, like, swooping in? Yeah. No, not like that. (laughs) But just, like, at least a struggle for a blade or a machete and then a decapitation or something, but he just, she shoots him. It's like, what the hell, man? So that's why, guns should not be allowed in slashers. No. Like, in that that regard, Maniac... Had the shotgun scene. Oh, well, that was just a totally like different scene. Like, didn't go anything, and it was actually just a fucking pissed off scene. One of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, but which reminds me, that's actually also what I've been listening to. I listened to like, uh, jamming a lot of Mortician mm. this week. Mortician is awesome. We mentioned him on our last podcast. Yeah, and we actually jammed him right after. We mm-hmm. finished our podcast. I love Mortician, man. It's just killer gore grind, dude. Yes. But, um... But, yeah, uh... Third one, I mean, it, like I said, I like it. Not my favorite. I almost feel like some of it was just too much, like, going through the, the motions. They kind of just knew the steps they had to take to get to where they need to go instead of making it interesting or whatever it was just kind of like the bare minimum to get there yeah for the most part but there were two because of budget restraints I didn't knew these two but there were two kills that were supposed to be different uh the owner the the, the male owner mm-hmm. the sleazy old man he was supposed to get like a red hot iron prod into his crotch really and her line was going to be something about, like, welcome to the weenie roast. The fuck was that? <laughs> that was your uh, thing falling down on the porch. Oh, I hear, I thought this moved. I could have. All right, really, we'll get to the bottom of that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, Some weird shit. supernatural force just, like, knocked <laughs> something down and scared the shit out of me and Jared. 
whole and Killian. Killian's free too. Yeah, Killian doesn't know what's going on. But yeah, okay. So he was supposed to get like the red hot poker to his like junk, and like her her like line was supposed to be like "Welcome to the Weenie Roast" or some shit like that. Oh god. And then uh, you remember the news crew, the one uh, she gives on her, the bag of uh, Drano. Drano. Mm-hmm. That was actually supposed to be an explosion. She was supposed to Angela was supposed to cut the brakes to the news van. And it was just going to be a big explosion that killed all the news crew. Oh, wow. But budget, budget cuts couldn't do it. Well, I thought the Drano was cooler than that. Drano was sweet because it's like... It like shows you what's going to happen, I guess. Like, you you know what's going to happen without seeing it. You just imagine this like stuck-up like news reporter bitch. Yeah, but the cool thing is Drano. Yeah, I know. The cool thing is it's not like Angela just gave her the Drano and she wrote off and you didn't you just kinda put two and two together. No, they show her snort it and her nose basically explodes from from the Drano. Have I always missed that scene? Oh, you never seen that? They she show actually, her she she pulls over and she snorts the the powder out of the bag. And then her nose starts bleeding, and it just starts gushing blood, and she just falls out of the car. I dies. think I've always missed that scene. Yeah. Yep. Did you just assume Some that she gave it to her, and then I thought she like, gave it okay, to her, yeah. and she just pulled away, and then and you just kind of like left to like this is what happened. Obviously, she fucking died. She just snorted Drano. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, out of all the times I've seen that movie, I had to have seen that scene, but no. Yeah. I can't remember. She it. pulls over, and that's how she dies. And there's foam coming from her nose and from her mouth. I think. It's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, third one, eh, you know. It's worth a watch. I mean, it's not one of those, like, don't avoid it. No, no, but don't. Especially if you like two. If you like two, watch three. Yes. I will say that. I mean, it's not as good. Those two go hand in hand. Yeah, it's not as good as two. They were filmed back to back. Yeah. They, They finished filming part two and started filming part three right away. So, I mean, they go back to back. It's just it's not as good as two, but it's the same feel for the most part. It is. It is. It's got the same formula, kind of. But yeah, and then you know I don't even want to get into Return of Sleepaway Camp because <laughs> that was pretty bad. And you know, there's Sleepaway Camp Four, The Survivor, that was the movie that never was. Um, just a bunch of random shots that don't make any sense. Yeah, because it, it was just whatever they shot and never got made. Yeah. So it's just basically footage. Just random footage of a movie that never got finished. Yeah. But. But, yeah. Um, I think that's it for this week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much covered everything. We already went over uh, music, bands, yeah, whatnot, life happenings. Life happenings. Stolen taillights. Yeah. And weird things happening to the house that scared the shit out of us. We need to get Robert Stack out here to explain this unsolved mystery, what the yeah, fuck just only, happened. Only if I can hear that theme music. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so just before we disconnect here, check out Mountain Goat, check out Fading Sun, check out Ahab. Check out Throat Slitter, check out Scum Human. Alright. I'm also just going to throw in there, check out To The Point. 
Alright. Yeah, that's it, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed it. I don't know if we're going to do the weekly thing all the time. Maybe. Yeah. Depend. I think it depends on what's going to go on. Yeah, we have shows on weekends that we like to go to. So We have shows and things that go on in lives. Yep. But um, it might be more sporadic here on out. Some might be weekly, some might be every other week. We'll play it by ear. Yep. But yeah, guys, uh, keep, uh, keep peeping out. All right, later on. See ya.